Morning. So, yeah, I've just been told off because I did forget a couple of questions. So I'm going to go into those now. I don't know how you've listened already, Andrew, as I only put it out in the middle of the night, but um, I did forget your question. Um, and I forgot Becky's as well. So let's do them now. So a question from Becky. What do you think of Thunderbirds? I absolutely love them. Okay. To be honest, I find they're acting a bit wooden. Um, so that was a terrible joke. Yeah, so Thunderbirds, Do I, I did cover them in one show. Um, where there was a report of a an ornithologist who had seen one just stood in the road and other people had stopped their cars to look as well, about the size of a human, so around five or six foot when they stood up. So their wingspan must be, you know, quadruple that. Um, do I think they exist? I do. I do. I think if we look at the Native American kind of culture, they've been seen for millennia. Um, I do there are still witnesses that see them i'd like some photographic evidence to prove it i do think some are misjudged um in terms of you know condors or just other eagles i saw a seagull once and it dwarfed my car um they're not very common around here but there was one um they're normally a little bit further north in the uk but this this seagull just flew over my car and it it, it was enormous absolutely enormous so are there other kind of thunderbirds now, now this seagull i posted on a ornithology group these are people who go out regularly looking for um you know for, for these type of birds and i joined the group just to kind of ask the question has anyone else seen it um this is for this specific area one other person had um, witnessed these enormous birds these would be you know and, and as i say this is people that go out regularly to look in these parts so could they exist in other parts of america which is far vaster than the uk um, yeah, definitely. There's, you know, there's no doubt about it. Often, when the apex predators at the top of the food chain are, are very kind of isolated and few in numbers, so you know, the, if I if I can see a seagull in an area like this, which is probably far more condensed than some of the wildernesses in the states, then I absolutely have no doubts that there aren't these thunderbirds, um, these giant birds of prey that could live in America and, and not frequently be seen. I think it will be a bit like. Um, you know, gorillas, where th there was rumours of these huge human black creatures living in the jungle and the mountains. And for, you know, hundreds of years, people took the mickey, really, until it, now we know them just as gorillas. So, that, you know, there's potential to, to definitely to discover them and, and classify them, not as a cryptozoology, but as a genuine kind of animal. So a question from Andrew. As you know, me and you have had debates in the past regarding religion and the existence of faith. As an ex-Christian now, agnostic, I'm curious to know your beliefs regarding ghosts and their connections to us. Do you believe that they are lost spirits of people who have died, or trapped spirits in some sort of purgatory, or perhaps some sort of trapped energy? When I was a churchgoer, I was told that all ghosts were in fact demons trying to trick us, which is why religious techniques are often used to expel them. I know you've always shown an open mind about these things, but as someone who has no doubt about their existence, do you have a theory of why they exist and what they are? Great question, Andrew. So I spoke in the in the previous one about residual energy, which I think is the traditional ghost and what they are. Um, I don't think they're there to trick us because they're literally just an imprint. They do the same thing all the time. Um, that, that woman that walked through Gainsborough Hall, I imagine if I, I put a chair in, on a route, she'll just walk straight through it, um, not even acknowledge its existence. I think it's the same um, with the sounds that, that are there. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with religion or the actual person. I think it is literally just 
the same as a, a film is on TV. Once it's filmed, it's captured and it, it replays whenever someone replays it. This is to be some sort of natural phenomenon, I think, that, that does this. Or, like I said, it's the uh, something in the space-time continuum bleeding through into different realities. So I, I don't think it is anything to do with religion in terms of you know continuing in the afterlife in any sense i think it's more to do with the time they were alive that is just replaying or reenacting into now um in terms of the other phenomena um the, the more intelligent hauntings on tv it's often a demon isn't it and i know the warrens were criticized for finding demons everywhere i think the reality is there, there are negative entities now whether this is demonic or, or something else i really don't know you know I've, I've spoken extensively um even on the last show about brompton and west end and there was a, a almost a negative coercive control in terms of making people want to end their lives within that home historically you know the, the previous three tenants have committed suicide or attempted suicide it's a holiday home now which i'm pleased about Th there was definitely things there that reacted intently to scare and cause upset and you know and, and for whatever that reason is do, do I think it's religious do I think there's you know do I think it's religious in terms of you know demons and angels and etc I don't know I really my, my jury's still out on that one it's something I do think about a lot not in terms of religion but in terms of this force my, my belief from the things I've read and the studies that I've done and the people that I really trust is that we are these spiritual beings who choose to come back to earth as a it's almost like a learning to classroom we have suffering and joy and we repay climate debt to evolve ourselves spiritually and then go on to the next stage and the next level does that mean there's no god um or anything like that uh, potentially there there is a god but not in the sense that we can understand I think whenever humans don't understand anything, they try and humanify anything, don't they? So they look at God within our, our form. Um, I know the Bible states that it, it, we were made in God's form, but th this is these are things that were written by human beings with actual no direct contact with God. God didn't sit down with them and say, write this. These are all interpretations, aren't they? Um, I believe there is a, a, a real strong spiritual energy that we're all part of, um, whether that's God, whether you define that as God, I don't know. Purgatory, I, d I don't believe exists. I believe there is, we, we all are just on different levels of learning and whether a medium level or a lower level is purgatory, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in hell and I know that might offend some Catholics who do. Um, but if we look at it, the word hell itself was um, from the, the Viking Hela um, God and we do know that it only it it didn't appear in early editions of Christianity. It kind of came in later life, um, as as the church as an institution became more formalised and tried to um, get people to play pay prescriptions into the church basically to guarantee the safety of their soul. Um, which is a, I know it's a very cynical viewpoint, but I'm I'm not talking about debunking religion. I'm just talking about this is pure kind of historical context. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's probably the latest invention within Christianity um, and, and other religions is the idea of hell and punishment. Um, I think punishment itself, there's not punishment, there's suffering and pain um, that we deal with. You know, for, for example, myself, I get quite philosophical about it. As someone with fibromyalgia who can feel, can feel the acutest levels of pain 
throughout my entire body at any kind of time. Um, when I was recording last night, I was in a flare-up and I was in, you know, extreme, extreme pain. And you can feel sorry for yourself or you can almost use it as a way to learn that you're alive. It's it's a reminder that you're alive and that there'll be a reason and understanding, I believe, of why we struggle and go through so much, you know, heartache. I know, Andrew, you've had um, some, some quite severe painful experiences in your life and I think those all make sense as we develop and potentially when we do pass on we will understand why we went through that and learn from it and become bigger and better spirits that if you look at that theory then you you could hypothesize that the angels for example that we see are these beings that have been here millions of times and reached the highest level of of learning um but what these negative forces are you know there's people talk about fallen angels the nephilim demons my issue is when you've got dolls with with demons in or you know some of these shows they they go into a a basement and there's a demon stuck in there these are these are entities that are far beyond our understanding of strength and power you know it's a bit like um the equivalent to an ant to us you know it's this thing tiny little thing that you could just step on and wipe out so why would they be in a doll you know, they don't look at a doll and go, do you know what? I, I'm a demonic entity, but I fancy being in that doll. That's not to say that things like Annabelle don't have some sort of, you know, paranormal ability to create negative energies. I'm not saying that. Um, but, and you know, demons stuck in a basement, like on, on these shows, it's like, why, why with all the amazing places on earth would it just sit in a basement? It's ludicrous. So I, I do get quite cross <laughs> with stuff like that because it makes people like myself who do do this type of research and does go out in the field look a bit of a muppet to be honest in terms of you know does does religious tools you know the catholic church is the one that does um the the exorcisms uh, i know there's also buddhist ones and shinto all sorts of different exorcisms with and it's more to do with your belief in what is a positive force is what I believe. So if you are a Catholic and you believe that the the, the crucifix is the all-powerful symbol against demonic entities, then that will be the the tool that exercises you. For me, um, it, it might be some sort of symbol that represents, you know, the equality in the human race and the celebration of the human race, whatever that symbol is, and that'll be the positive force that they could use to expel whatever this, you know, inverted commas, demonic entities are. I do believe in possessions. Um, I've, I've read and listened to testimonies from very, very reliable people who are watching, you know, as someone we've spoken before about my kind of ability to acutely be aware of body language to, to the point of almost a superhuman ability to assess whether people are telling the truth and, um, through my work and through again, tr- you know, traumatic experiences, you have to learn to to judge people quickly. Um, I, I, I believe they're telling the truth when they say some of the things. Now, does that mean they all are? No, but we only need one out of every few hundred for it still to be real. Um, I don't. It, it, again, it's one of those great unknowns. Um, we can only hypothesise. I think religion doesn't have all the answers unless we are 
spoken to directly from God. There's this almost get out of clause, get out clause that, yes, you should know. But if this was the case, then we would never, we, we would be born. This is, again, it's, this is one of my philosophies. We would be born and have an instantaneous recognition of God and religion. We wouldn't have to be told by other people. So if we, if we wiped away all the knowledge and there was such thing as God, we would all know there was God. This is what I believe. So, um, no, sorry, I shouldn't say there's God. Religion, the religious God, because, you know, the, the, to say that there isn't a God is, again, it's, I, I can't say that. I can only say that my belief is that there is a positive energy force that we're all part of, which is what, you know, someone that is religious would term as God. Does that make sense? So um, I don't know if that answers your question. Are, are they here to test us? I don't know. Again, it's this really, it's, it's certain religions that say that there are, are things there to test us. Um, it, it seems a bit of a funny game for an all-powerful being to go, oh, I'm going to test this guy with a bit of a joke and a prank and see how they react. Um, life's testing enough. You know, life is very difficult and we can choose to respond in positive or negative ways. That is the freedom of choice, isn't it? Um, I, I don't think they're placed there by an all-powerful being to trip us up. I think it's that life is just difficult and beautiful. You know, like I said, it, this past six months has been the most difficult time in my life, but at the same time, you know, my team won the Champions League and I was crying with joy. Um, I've had moments with my children where I've been filled with joy, with friends, you know, and watched amazing films and listened to amazing music and made amazing, amazing music. So, you know, there's just always positive and negative, the yin and the yang, these different forces that we are all part of. And, and, and it's about finding the way through that. And we can, we can concede to these negative forces and collapse and give up. Or we can use it for learning. And, and that, to me, is the point of being here right now. It's becoming bigger and more evolved spiritually as a human being and have a greater understanding and empathy for others. So when I see people that are really kind of angry or judgmental of certain other groups or um, different types of people, even different types of religion or, you know, people with different lifestyle choices, it's, I don't get it in a way because I'm quite comfortable with who I am, that I can live and let live. And I think those people are people that just need a little bit more learning. I'd, I'd rather help someone than get cross with them, even if they're doing something ridiculous, is try and understand why they're doing that negative thing. Maybe understand the feelings and emotions behind it and then point them in the right direction. Again, with youth work, it's you can go, okay, you're angry, I understand why you're angry. Um, you can get to the root of that anger and then say, do you think it's this or do you think it's caused by this? And then by the, getting them understanding the real things in their emotions enables them to go above and beyond that and that is the same from that's a psychological level isn't it and if we look at a sociological level which in terms of all the communities i think it's the same same issues it's looking at the realities of what causes the oppressive forces onto one's life and evolving beyond that and becoming a a bigger and better person or even a, a bigger and better community so that, that's where my belief with it all i don't know if, if i'm rambling or that really is what, what your question was I think I don't criticise anyone um, anymore that is religious. When I was a, a young upstart, I did. Um, I, I believe the church has, has value for certain people. Um, and, you know, the, the Mark Twain said, if there was no such thing as religion, then 
uh, no such thing as a god, sorry, then God would have to be created. Because it does help people. It helps a lot of people. Um, and, and who knows, they could also be right. I'm not saying that I'm right in this. Um, but, the, the, you know, we, we won't know, will we? And I think that's also part of the point. We're not meant to know. Which also makes it, again, it seems, it seems to me strange to be so involved in something. Although, you know, again, you, you speak to people that are religious and there will be people that listen to this show and they say, well, I do know, James. I do know. There is a God because I feel it and I just sense it in my soul. And like I said, they could be the ones that are right. I'm not saying, you know, that I'm right. As I've said before, I'm just giving you my viewpoint. Um, so um, I'm just reading the rest of your questions. We've sp- we spoken about trapped, trapped energy. So um, again, you know, residual stuff, uh, uh, what, what that, I don't think it is purgatory. I know those that are, that do have a belief in, um, you know, some mediums and mediums that I work with in, in investigations do have a belief that there are trapped souls that is more to do with the fact that they, that first of all, don't know they're dead. Um, second of all, they just don't want to leave a building or go, go into the light, as they say. Um, so that that's that's another kind of belief. Um, the light is the spirit world that they cross over into and then, again, you become this um, soul to decide whether you want to come back and learn or carry on. So that's that's part of that belief. So no, I don't, I don't believe in purgatory. I don't believe that they are trapped here in, in purgatory. Um, it wouldn't be that negative, would it? Most people don't want to die. Um, my, my granddad... Um, I'll never forget him, 97 years old, um, and I was there holding his hand and he was crying. He knew he, he, he didn't have long left, um, a matter of days, and he just said, I don't want to leave this beautiful world. You know, that, that was his, his words. And uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing, would it, to be wandering about in this beautiful world, to be honest. It's not much of a punishment. Um, so, yeah, most, most mediums believe that they are trapped for for whatever reasons, or they've got unfinished business is another one we hear. So that you know, they're they're another kind of arguments about that. But as I've said as well, I, I think there are if we go in a place and believe they're trapped spirits, we'll we'll start seeing trapped spirits. Um if it's intelligent hauntings, I think there's an energy that then manifests to whatever the belief of the people within that room is. Um so who who knows? Um all we can do again th- there are no experts in this type of thing there are people that can give hypotheses and their viewpoints um i'm just really lucky that you know there's a, there's a few hundred of you that listen to mine for whatever reason that is and i'm very grateful to that but i'm not right most i, I everything that i've just said now could be completely wrong every single part of it um the church could be completely right the church could be completely wrong buddhist teachings Hindu, Shinto, Sikhs, you know, Islam, everything could be completely right and completely wrong. I have elements that are right and wrong. You know, they're, they're too, it, it, again, it's, it's this whole concept of if you've got a, a Jewish person, a, a Hindu, a Muslim, a Christian, um, or a Buddhist and someone that believes in Shinto, they will all tell you they're completely right and they just know. Now, maybe they are. Um, maybe there's different gods and, and all their gods are telling them <laughs> the, the same thing because that's what they believe maybe they're all wrong though as well and it's about re- people want you to be part of that club and and if you look at anyone they will 
Look at football clubs. People will debate with each other because they want to engage that person into their football club. They want to stand up for their football club and they also want to recruit to that football club. So anything that goes against that team, they will kind of debate against it. So it's the same with religion. When you've got a certain belief and, and it's such a part of your life, um, you will try and say things and or come up with things to persuade people to not leave you and not, you know, um, and that's, that's human nature and human behaviour. So I don't know, I'm really waffling about, I don't know if this is even interesting or makes sense, but yeah, what, what's your views now, Andrew? Um, we've not spoken in years properly. Um, we'll have to meet up and discuss where, where your head's at now. You know, there's also the whole idea that this is, we're simply avatars living in a virtual reality and all these things are, are just glitches that, that are not meant to be there as well. So, you know, you, you come up, because because we don't know and we can't prove anything, you can come up with, with whatever idea you can and, and gather evidence that will probably support it. Do you know what I mean? So if you look at the you know, the Roman gods, they, they were all there and used us as a game just to laugh and create havoc with our lives, you know, so... And I have to, you know, really stress, I, I do believe, as there is an assertion, um, very strong assertion in my belief, that the, the paranormal is there to be misunderstood. It is there to throw us and trick us. Um, I don't mean trick us in questioning our beliefs, but it's there to trick us in questioning reality. I, I think... I always say there's always enough evidence without there actually being evidence. I could, you know, again, talking about before, there's that drum smashed um, as we left the room and then we picked up an, a voice on the tape. Now, I could play you that tape and I could tell you 100% that no one present had that voice and said those words. But unless you were there, there's going to be lingering doubt because I could be lying. Someone could have said it and whispered it into it, you know. And I can tell you that the symbol crashed, but unless you're there and could see there was no other explanation for it, you know, again, there's, there's no real evidence. Um, one, we were, we were in the, the youth centre once and we stood and we had a camera and we asked the... We put a ball in the middle of the floor and we asked it to move the ball, expecting it to move a couple of inches. And... After about the fourth, I think it was the fourth time of asking, the ball flew 